0: I'm Marina Steerwalt, and I'm Everyday Einstein, bringing you quick and dirty tips to help you make sense of science. Rockets are truly fascinating because they are both extremely simple and very complicated. They are so complex that only three countries have actually managed to send humans into space in a rocket. At the same time, science experiments with model rockets at home is as easy as going to the nearest hobby shop to purchase your own kit. Let's look at how you can perform your own model rocket experiments. But first, a word from our sponsor. This episode of Everyday Einstein is brought to you by Casper, an online retailer of premium mattresses for a fraction of the price. Because everyone deserves a great night's sleep. Get $50 off any mattress purchase by visiting casper.com everyday and enter the promo code everyday. The best way to get started with building model rockets is to purchase a kit. This will include all the parts you need to construct your rocket, as well as detailed instructions. Take advantage of the fact that you can launch and relaunch your rocket by experimenting with different constructions. Do the number or angle of fin attachments that you apply change your rocket's trajectory? What happens if you put a small weight in the nose of the rocket? You will also need to purchase a commercially made rocket engine. For first-time rocket makers, the best engine to use is type a 83 They are the lowest power, but don't worry, they still provide an impressive launch. You can count on them to go so high that you lose track of them on a clear day. There are also B and C-type engines, but for those rockets, you will need some kind of binoculars and a couple of extra friends so that you can keep track of your rocket. Don't forget to put a stop inside your rocket so that the engine doesn't just shoot right through it or catch fire. It also helps if you buy the rocket engines before you construct your rocket so that you can tell exactly how big your rocket body needs to be. A few notes on safety. One. Always launch rockets in wide open spaces, far from houses and other buildings, and at a time when the wind is less than 20 miles per hour. 2. Always use the remote to launch your rocket so that you and everyone else are at least 15 feet away from the rocket when it launches. 3. Learn when to let go. Don't climb trees to collect a lost rocket if it is too dangerous. And 4. Make sure no young children or pets have access to your rocket parts at home, especially the rocket engines. For more tips on being safe, check out the Model Rocket Safety Code put together by the National Association of Rocketry. Both small, easy-to-make model rockets and enormous space shuttles work thanks to the same principle, which was realized by Isaac Newton in the 1600s and discussed in several earlier episodes. Newton's Third Law says that for every action, there is an equal and opposite reaction— Let's think about what this means in non-rocket terms by looking at two examples. First, when you let the air out of a balloon, the balloon doesn't just sit there, it flies around the room. The action is the air rushing out of the balloon and the reaction is the balloon being forced in the opposite direction. Second, imagine you are standing on a skateboard and you throw a football as hard as you can to your friend. You won't just sit there, you will roll a bit in the opposite direction of your throw. The action is your throwing the football, and the reaction is your movement in the other direction. Rockets work in a similar way. Mass in the form of fuel is accelerated out the back, the action, and thus the rocket is forced to move forward, the reaction. The strength of the force pushing the rocket forward is called the thrust. The faster the fuel is thrown out the back of the rocket, and the more fuel that is thrown, the faster the rocket will be forced to move forward, and thus the greater the thrust. Similarly, if you throw the football to your friend gently, you won't roll as far on the skateboard as you would if you threw the football really hard. So what makes model rockets so much simpler than actual space-traveling rockets? Well, one reason is that they don't need to be controlled once they are launched, so they can use solid fuel. Rocket fuel needs to be a substance that burns fast but does not explode. That's why you can't use gunpowder. The most basic rocket fuel is usually about 71% nitrate, 25% carbon, and 4% sulfur. But of course, do not attempt to mix up anything yourself. When the fuel burns, it turns to gas, which is then forced out the back of the rocket. Rockets that use solid fuel are simpler and thus cheaper, but once you light the fuel, the rocket cannot be controlled. You can't stop the burning or start it over again. This lack of control is why solid fuel rockets are only used for things like models and missiles. Space shuttles obviously need to be controlled to be useful, so they have to use liquid fuel. The fuel, liquid hydrogen for example, is pumped into a combustion chamber with an oxidizer, like liquid oxygen, and then burned into a very high-pressure gas. The gas is forced out the back of the rocket, forcing the rest of the shuttle forward. No mass is lost during the conversion, so however much mass and liquid you start with is how much will be converted into gas. The gas leaves the rocket, typically at speeds between 5,000 and 10,000 miles per hour. Remember how I said that the two ways to get more thrust, i.e. a stronger rocket, were to use more fuel or to accelerate the fuel to faster speeds? Although 10,000 miles per hour is incredibly fast, a major problem with shuttles is that you need a huge amount of fuel to propel the average-sized shuttle. A typical shuttle could weigh around 200,000 pounds, including the people and equipment inside and thus require about 4 million pounds of fuel to launch. You can see the fuel weighs much more than the actual rocket. For those looking to go a bit deeper into how rockets work, the key lies in understanding conservation of momentum. But before we get into that, I want to make a note that we're very excited to welcome a new advertiser here at QDT, Casper. Casper is an online retailer of premium mattresses. Casper is revolutionizing the mattress industry by cutting the cost of dealing with resellers and showrooms and passing those savings directly onto the consumer. As we've discussed in previous Everyday Einstein episodes, a good night's sleep and a good nap are very important to your health, your brain function, and let's not forget your mood. Casper mattresses combine two technologies, latex and memory foam, to give the mattress just the right sink and bounce which gives you better nights and then, of course, brighter days. Casper offers free delivery and painless returns within a 100-day period. Wow, 100 days! So you don't have to lie down in a showroom. You can buy their mattresses easily online, and they're completely risk-free. Get a Casper mattress for $500 for a twin or $950 for a king-size mattress, which are well below the industry averages. And Everyday Einstein fans can save an additional $50 by going to casper.com slash everyday and entering the promo code EVERYDAY. That's casper.com slash everyday with promo code EVERYDAY. And don't forget to listen to the latest Everyday Einstein podcast as you cozy in for a good night's rest on your Casper mattress. Now let's have a look at how we can use momentum to explain how rockets work. Say you start off sitting on the skateboard mentioned earlier momentum is given by the equation momentum equals mass times velocity. If you're just sitting still, your velocity is zero, and so that means your momentum is also zero. Now suppose you throw something away from you, like that football. The football has some mass, and you gave it some velocity away from you. That means the football has a momentum. The momentum of the football equals the mass of the football times the velocity of the football. But we started with zero momentum, And according to the laws of physics, momentum must always be conserved. So how do we balance out the football's momentum and keep the universe happy? The only solution is for you to gain the same amount of momentum that the football has, but in the opposite direction, so that when you add them together, you get zero. Total momentum equals mass of football times velocity of football plus your mass times your velocity equals zero. To get these components to add up to zero, your velocity must be in the opposite direction to that of the football. Remember, speed is just how fast you're going, velocity also has a direction to it. Now, before we get back to rockets, let's pretend that instead of a football, you have a machine gun. What will happen if you start at rest and then fire the machine gun for a few seconds? Every bullet that you fire has a mass and a velocity away from you, so that means every bullet gives you a little more velocity. Your mass is much larger than the mass of a bullet, So the amount of velocity you gain will be very small for each bullet. Say we fire 100 bullets. Total momentum equals 100 times bullet mass times bullet velocity plus your mass times your velocity, and all that equals zero. Same idea, we just add up the momentum for each bullet and give you that total momentum in the opposite direction. Finally, get rid of the machine gun and get a fire extinguisher. When you get a blast from the extinguisher, compressed CO2 gas comes rushing out. You can think of every individual molecule as acting like one of those bullets from our earlier example. The molecule is tiny, but it is going pretty fast. And to balance out the momentum of all those molecules, you move in the opposite direction. Until next time, this is Sabrina Steerwalt with Everyday Einstein's Quick and Dirty Tips for Helping You Make Sense of Science. You can become a fan of Everyday Einstein on Facebook or follow me on Twitter where I'm at QDT Einstein. If you have a question that you'd like to see on a future episode, send me an email at everydayeinstein at quickanddirtytips.com. At Amica Insurance...